listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Before we get to Star Trek, which is what I called it until I was like 20 years old. (laughs) Star Trek. You remember, I uh, developed a standard as a young man that I would just reject the companionship, the friendship, or any notion of respect of anybody who said Star Trek or pronounced chess, chest. (laughs) Now, the second one was as a kid. Uh, But, yeah, Star Trek is its a one-strike-and-you're-out scenario. (laughs) I wanted to get this on. Came across this the other day from uh, some history page on Facebook, Misfit History. Listen to this, married couples. In medieval Germany, married couples could legally settle their disputes by fighting a martial duel. To even the field, the man had to fight from inside a hole with one arm tied behind his back. The woman was free to move and was armed with a sack filled with rocks. How, wow. how big of a hole am I in here? Yeah, how deep? I'm trying mean, to handicap this. In this. Is it like knee-high, waist In this high? picture, he's up to his butt, his waist, okay. with one huh. arm tied behind his back. And she's got a sack of rocks. Wow! And what's he armed with? Just his fist? I guess. Yeah. You got to you got to hook her ankle, right, Sean? Yank that leg out from under. What what do you call that in the MMA? Uh, it's a it's a heel hook or no heel yeah. hook is like a submission thing. That that's just more of just kind of a trip. Your traditional judo single trip. leg yeah. takedown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or being in a lot of pillow fights recently with my son. With, with God, some of those Tempur-Pedic pillows will make you dizzy. <laughs> oh yeah. You got to duck, they swing, it goes by, then you grab it when they don't have any momentum. So right. you, you have to do that with her with the sack of rocks. It misses you, you, you grab it. Take advantage of when the momentum, or the the, the balance is off. Yeah. yeah. And then, then what, you punch your wife in the head, and then she <laughs> says, you're right, honey, you win. <laughs> and then well, happily ever after. Well, what's right? the reverse? Right. She beats you down with a sack of rocks? And- <laughs> and you say, you're right, honey. Okay, fine. And happily we'll, ever after. We'll put drapes up. It's fine. <laughs> Tell you what. Ancient uh, Germany was no place for wussies. Okay, well, go to your sister's. Jeez. <laughs> Jack, hit me in the head quit, with a sack quit, of rocks. Quit hitting me in the head with a sack of rocks. <laughs> right, well, we we'll, can go to your parents. We'll keep the throw pillows. I don't care that they're only decorative. It's fine. It's fine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Anywho, back to this Honored day. It is William Shatner's birthday. He is 90 years old. He was uh, the star of Star Trek for three seasons in the 60s. But that's, that's right. Just three. That's sh- wow. Show lives on like no other show. Is, is there anything else that had such a, a little initial fanfare, but has lived so long? I don't know. Maybe Batman. Maybe the original Batman. I think. Yeah, I think Batman was way more successful at the time. Anyway. Um, William Shatner went on to uh, become, you know, kind of a cult, kitschy pop figure, and then he was on Boston Law, Boston Legal, Boston, Legal. Boston yeah. Legal, and he won Emmys on that, right? So I enjoyed that show. I thought there was good writing on it. It was him and James Spader, I think, were the two yeah. main main people. Yeah. So he's had a long career. He was on T.J. Hooker too. Oh, that's oh, yeah. right, T.J. That's Hooker. right. And then a whole bunch of Star Trek remakes, movies, and whatnot, which were quite good. Yeah, most of them. Um, so we've got this clip from years ago. I believe this to be a, a, a voice recording session. I don't know if it was for a scripted thing or maybe a sponsorship, but, uh, we, we got, we got Shatner, uh, being attempted to get coached up by somebody who's, who's wanting him to deliver a message in a specific way. Okay. Here we go. This is William Shatner. 
and I would like to invite you to take a journey with me into the 21st century. So take the next few minutes and listen very closely. You'll be amazed at what you hear. Okay? Um, can there be a little more uh, excitement in the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. All right. It sounded like really laid, you know, really super laid back. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm saying, uh, okay, uh, I'll try and do that. <laughs> Let's do take two. <laughs> this is William Shatner, and I would like to invite you to take a journey with me into the 21st century. So take the next few minutes and listen very closely. Um, well, uh, speak up, uh, uh, and and maybe you better do it, do it the way you hear it. Tell, do it for me. No, I mean just uh, go ahead. Uh, this is William Shatner, and I would like to invite you to take a journey with me into the 21st century. So take the next few minutes and listen very closely. You'll be amazed at what you hear. Is that the way you'd like me to do it? <laughs> okay, I'll do it that way. Okay, ready. This is William Shatner, and I would like to invite you to take a journey with me into the 21st century. So take the next few minutes and listen very closely. You'll be amazed at what you hear. Okay, so is, did, uh, I think that came pretty close. I'm sorry, are you making fun of me? Uh, no, I'm doing. I'm, uh, I'm just jesting. No, no, I was. I believe that you asked. That was about the way you did it. I wasn't jesting. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I don't know. Maybe. No, no. I, I I insist. Now, what I want you to do is on. Was that satisfactory to you? No, because if your mouth were open, you'd have popped some pills in them. So, do the next paragraph for me so I can get an idea of how you want it. This is uh, page two. Well, I, I don't know. I, I really don't want to because I think you, you actually have a better, much better. Feeling. No, I don't think I do. I would like to hear you read the second paragraph so I can so I can do it that way. Wow. Uh, let me hear. No, I like it better the way you did. I insist that you show me how to do page two. Oh, please. Uh, really, I mean it. Please, read page uh, so I can get an idea of what you want. No, no, I'm going to do it the way you, you think it should go. No, I am going to do it the way you're reading it. Okay? I know you're here to see that I do it the way the company wants it, so I'm going to do it the way you read it. No, but I don't, I, don't, you know, I don't want you to do it. But you're telling me how you want me to do it. Well, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I am going to do it your way. Jeez. No, there's no apology necessary. You you know what you want. You know what you want. No, I don't. I mean, I, really... I mean, you come in here and you don't know what you want? Well, I come in here because I know you're a professional. I mean, and, and you know how to do it. And I'm sorry I even said anything. No, I am going to do it the way you want. Every paragraph. And you'll send it back to town, and you'll see whether, you know, I hope it's, it will please everybody else. As long as I'm pleasing you, that's all that matters. Mr. Shannon, would you please, you know, I, I don't feel right about doing that, I really. Well, no, you felt you wanted something done on the first paragraph. I'm trying to do what you want. Okay, let's lay down the second paragraph. 
And that's where it ends. Wow. Wow. He was wow. not going to let up on that dude. Jeez, relax, William. No, I disagree. I thought that was brilliant. Well, I think that, he made that his... was a guy who never stopped smiling. He never resulted. He never resorted to invective or obscenity or personal insult. But he hey, made he had the his pill point. Line. You don't. Yeah, yeah he oh, did there was that. There was that. You don't think he'd made his point at some at some era? Okay, so now we understand how this uh, relationship works, and he could have just gone on with it. <laughs> I don't. I'm not sure the relationship can continue. Oh well, I wasn't going to by the end. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. That's fine. Try to try to do it with a little more excitement in your voice. No, I understand how that would rub you the wrong way. Yeah, uh, I did. Yeah, I I think Shatner decided. What point in his career was that? I wonder. Oh, judging by his voice, it was later. Uh, Boston legal era would be oh, my guess. Really? So he's really rich, really successful, beloved at this point. Probably. And some producers saying yeah, a little more excitement. But the best part is the guy's read back <laughs> of how to do it is so, you know, sing-songy amateurs, and that's just hilarious. And the the talent of Shatner, his read back was remarkably yeah. similar yes. to the bad read that the guy just did. You know, Jack, I get your point <laughs> that, that he, he could have let him up off the floor, but he obviously made the decision, no, you're leaving this room. He had her. You're he, done. He had the guy up to his waist in a hole, and he's beating him with a sack of rocks. <laughs> and he just like an stop. angry German wife. <laughs> <laughs> nein, nein, stop mit der Gerockenhittensteig. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Paul Simon, one of my favorite songwriters, certainly one of the great American songwriters of all time. Um, little, arguably the great American songwriter, little, as if you need to pick one. Little balding Jewish guy? That's the guy, yep. He's sold his entire songwriting catalog, including classics like Bridge Over Troubled Water, Sound of Silence, is still crazy after all these years, to Sony Music Publishing. The latest of these giant super blockbuster uh, sales. For how much? Uh, I don't think the number is out, or if it's out, I haven't seen it. Uh, Bob Dylan sold his catalog of more than 600 songs, which is plenty, for more than 300 million. Uh, Neil Young sold his for about 150. Stevie Nicks got 100 million for wow. a, majority, a majority of her rights. So Paul Simon, I mean, it could easily be in the Bob Dylan range of 300, 400 million. And this all happened like in the last couple of weeks, right? Why why now? Last few months anyway, yeah. You know, I think a lot of it is these classic rock gods are getting on in years, and it's a giant payday. And there, there's also the transition of, we, we've seen this a lot in kind of the video streaming stuff, but uh, streaming platforms, the magnets that they need are content. If I am Sony streaming, I don't even know if they have a music streaming platform, but if I own the rights to all of this person's music and the only place you can get it is on my streaming thing, then I will get X amount more subscribers. Is that the way it's going it. to work? Because like, I, I can get Bob Dylan music on my Apple. I don't know. I'm making parallels to the like oh, that the, streaming, the streaming wars. If, if, it, if it goes the no, direction no. of uh, the TV stuff where I can only watch Breaking Bad on Netflix, but I can only watch... 
uh, 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 Game Kong. of Thrones on Hobo, or yeah, whatever, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> if it becomes I can uh, I can only hear Dylan on my Apple, but if I want to listen to Springsteen, I've got to have the Spotify. That would suck. You know, I could be swinging and missing, but as a guy who's been you know a student of the music industry for a long time, I think it's partly that a guy like Paul Simon, what is his catalog going to be worth in thirty years for his heirs? As opposed to a big payday invested now. Not I mean, much. Well, right, because streaming is so much worse a uh, stream of revenue than record sales ever were. Well, and I think the lasting impact a lot of this music is going to be much less than a lot of hippies thought at the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why I've resisted buying any music memorabilia. Even when I got to the point in my life where I could afford something really, really cool that would mean a lot to me, I realized, right, this is just going to go down in value. Nobody's going to care much about Keith Richards in 25 years. They just won't. How is Stevie Nicks a third of what Bob Dylan's worth, though, for the catalog? How do they come up with these amounts? I don't know. Maybe it's like in real estate where the first 2,000 square feet of a house are worth a certain amount. But once you get up past a certain square footage, it doesn't just keep going up. I sure. mean, a, an 8,000 square foot house is not worth 20% more than a... It's not a linear... Whatever, 6,000. Right, exactly. Thank you, Sean. You uh, paid attention uh, at least briefly in math class. I okay, that, that you. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Art Garfunkel doesn't really write songs, so he's got to be thinking, well, damn it. wish I'd learned to write songs. That's a fun name. Art Garfunkel. It is fun. Everything about that is just a good time. It's got the Art Gar, so that's uh, Mm -hmm. uh, assonance. You got funk. You can't say Garfunkel without saying funk. I've been saying that for years. Come on. Got a voice like an angel, Artie, but I don't want to bore anybody with music talk. I don't know. Although, you know, it's funny. When we do music-related one more things, music fans love it. People that aren't don't. Sports fans hate it. They can go to hell. Art Garfunkel, a hell of a third baseman, too, for the... uh... But do we do, for the Brooklyn curly heads? But do we, but do we have any answer to this question? Is uh, whoever bought Bob Dylan's songs are they gonna like? You can't have them. They're mine, 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 all mine. They just sit in their house and listen to them over and over, and nobody else ever gets to hear one again? I mean, how does that work? That's what I'd do. Well, there are all sorts of different licensing levels for different uses of music. I mean, do you own them on them? If you wanted to be a jerk, could you buy Bob Dylan's catalog and nobody gets to hear it anymore? Uh, that's a great question. Could I make it so the only place you could hear Bob Dylan is on a Peeps commercial? Y- you, yeah, or, or you got to come to my house. You want to hear like a Rolling Stone? Come over a Friday night. Otherwise, you're out of luck. <laughs> well, and, and listen, I tell you what, just to play out that idea, um, if it's possible, I could see, you know, you'd, you'd have like a really nice place with fine food and wine and the rest of it. And then you'd do a little presentation on Paul Simon, Simon Garfunkel and his music. And then it's the only place on earth then you could listen to the boxer. I mean, you could charge yuppies 15000 bucks to throw for oh, that. Oh, sure. What about or if more? I have a hologram Bob Dylan singing it on stage while they're eating their yes. fancy pants dinner? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So do you remember... Welcome to the uh, Joe Getty Bob Dylan Museum, the only place you can hear my music. <laughs> I'm thinking it was the late How 80s. the pork chops? They're good. <laughs> Hope you're enjoying the pork chops. Every night we have pork chops. I get the Nobel Prize for tenderness on my pork chop. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I have no idea. I had something. Oh, do you remember? It was like late 80s, around, I'm guessing like around 1990, when Nike 
somehow got use of the Beatles song Revolution, and that was like super controversial because all the freaking hippies who the Beatles were it's so important to, the fact that the music was now just used crassly to sell shoes, it was such a big deal. Now it just, now it just seems stupid. Why wouldn't yeah. any song be used for any reason you want to use it for? Who cares? But it was like a big moment. Yeah, I read an interview with Pete Townsend of the Who, and he he mentioned that look, people bitch at me for selling "Won't Get Fooled Again" to GM for six months or whatever. <laughs> he says I do something like that. I can do something purely for art's sake for the next year. Well, and who cares? So screw you. It's who, my song. Who cares on any level? Right. I don't care right. whether you use the money to to fund orphans or uh, buy cocaine. Who cares? <laughs> buy cocaine for orphans. Why would it bother anybody? <laughs> Keep the orphans up all night. They're jabbering away. <laughs> Why would it bother anybody if their favorite song was used for a Ford truck commercial? Well, I think it, has, it, it, it makes an emotional connection with you. It's art. It's it's authentic. It's the songwriter expressing themselves. And now they're trying to sell me a toaster oven with it. It's grass. It's terrible. God, that's, I could, that's the argument. I could write a song about you know my father's death or something like really touching and close to me. And if you used it for a Peeps commercial and wanted to give me a million dollars, where do I sign? <laughs> <You're> so- <laughs> Peeps does more advertising in your minds than than I think in reality. You don't have to advertise Peeps. Everybody wants them, especially music related advertisements. Somehow in this podcast, that's a that's a thing. <laughs> The answer, my friend, is covered with pink sugar. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bob Dylan for Peeps. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Here's Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere podcasts are given away because we're stupid. If you're trying to have a good time, just come no matter what. We can uh, we can get to that long distance tattoo thing later if we have time. I don't know if we will because uh, I got to tell you what a <laughs> my dog is. <laughs> Baxter, he's kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Baxter, you're a <laughs> if you can hear my voice right now. <laughs> Baxter, if you can hear my voice, you're a good boy. <laughs> he's a good. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's our fault. Judy and I went out. Uh, we had some errands to run and stuff. Actually, we were getting our vid shots, and uh, among other things. And, um, and we left a loaf of bread and a bag of popcorn on the counter. And Baxter's tall enough when he stands up on his hind legs, he can counter surf. And it, we shouldn't. We should never leave food up there. But he hadn't done it in months. And so we get home, and Judy's uh, in front of me by ten steps or so, and. And uh, says, oh, no, oh, my God, oh, no, he ate an entire loaf of bread and an entire bag of popcorn. Oh, and what's this bag? Oh, this bag was empty. Never mind. Um, And so, but, uh, you know, I love dogs, and I'm fascinated by dog behavior and dog training, and, and my buddy Greg is a great dog trainer. And one thing about dogs is you cannot yell at them for something they did an hour and a half ago. Oh, of course, yeah. Some of the idiotic and cruel things people used to do, rub their face in the poo if they couldn't hold it, you know, or whatever. All they know is that you're hurting them and they're afraid of you. So you can't, I can't yell at him for for countersurfing and eating the grub. Are you sure about that? That's, that's what they say. It sure seems to me, based on my experience, that if I come in and they might have eaten that, you know, candy bar or whatever two hours ago, I walk in and they slink over and look at me. They know they did something they weren't supposed to do <laughs> and they remember it. And now I'm home. 
it looks that way to me, too. And I'm not going to say you're wrong, because I don't know. I've been told, no, they just can immediately your body language Hmm. and then your voice. If you say anything, all they know is the alpha dog is angry and oh, Um, they have no idea why. But again, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Hmm. This is just what I'm told. But so anyway, um, since I know this and I'm not going to punish him or yell at him or anything, but I was pissed off the rest of the day. I just said, Baxter, you're a. He'd come around a corner and want to be petted or something. I'd say, how you doing, you? <laughs> <laughs> this is my passive-aggressive, really stupid, really stupid His punishment is he's got an entire loaf of bread in his stomach. That's yeah. what's amazing is that a dog can eat an entire loaf of bread that fast. Yeah, yeah, and a bag of popcorn to wash it down. And I've been communicating oh. with Judy. So far, so normal in terms of the output. Oh, that no. cannot go on forever. No, no. Nope. No. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. Yeah, yeah. What goes in must come out. Um, but that, that inspired me to start doing Brian and Stewie voices around the house, in which Stewie was angry at Brian from Family Guy and calling him a d***. Do you, you ever have a dog that hid things rather than eat it? Like Yes, uh, uh, Baxter. Laura's dog one time hid a whole uh, pan of uh, cinnamon rolls. Which I was very unhappy about because they were fresh homemade cinnamon rolls that I want to eat. But no joke. I mean, you eat a loaf of Wonder Bread, I'll get another one. But um, uh, we don't eat Wonder Bread at my house. It was Jewish rye. Man, I hate rye bread. It's one of the only breads I hate. Other really? breads I'll eat. But oh, I love rye bread. I still prefer ham Wonder. and cheese on rye. Come on, white Wonder Bread is the best bread ever made. Oh my god, sourdough. Yeah, sourdough needs a word with both of you. Yeah. Wait a minute. I didn't say okay. All right. All right. Sourdough is fine. I'm a I'm a big bread box guy. There's room for all the breads in my world. I grew up with ab bread. I continue to eat ab bread. <laughs> There's one bread. There is one bread. There's one potato chip. There's one mustard. There was yep. one beer back when I drank. You are in terms of your racial attitudes a fine and kind man. On the other hand, you are a white bread supremacist. I mean, there's just no doubt. <laughs> I go to the grocery store, it never even crosses my mind to buy anything. Oh, then, seven grain, other come than on. A loaf of Wonder Bread. I mean, it never crosses my mind. Anyway, um, uh, Big Red, Big Head Red, he hit a whole pan of uh, cinnamon rolls behind the cushion of the couch one time. Oh, my gosh. And man, did that make a disgusting mess. Yeah, yeah. Baxi, we He's, will occasionally find like uh, graham crackers or something stashed in his dog bed. Very unhappy when I discovered the cinnamon rolls. Oh man, I was gonna eat those later. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Oh, that's right. Now I remember what we were gonna do. Can you uh, play that uh, the gal again, Michael? If you're trying to have a good time, just come no matter what. So we've been having a lot of fun with that clip this week, uh, although a couple of people have asked whether she is the same girl who is enjoying a fifth of Hennessy a couple of summers ago. Fifth of Hennessy. Not the it, same girl, but she's the same thing. She has the confidence of attractive young women. Attractive young women have a confidence in their voice that you get from only being an attractive young woman. With a couple of drinks in your with belly. With a couple no of drinks less. in you, but it, it, that's that's what's going on there. Women I can have... say anything I want. It right now, and everybody is going to still just just listen to what I have to say. If you're trying to have a good time, just come no matter what. But anyway, so we got this note from the always interesting Kevin in Placerville. Beautiful Placerville, California. Uh, love the clip of the interview with the spring break girl. It's hilarious and certainly a clips of the year candidate. 
That said, I feel like she's being portrayed unfairly, so I'd like to offer a defense. It certainly sounds absurd to say, come no matter what, during a pandemic, but it should be pointed out that Fauci and our health department betters had a master plan to end the pandemic, which involved asking this girl and every other healthy native 20-year-old like her to lock themselves inside their homes and waste over a year of their lives to avoid a disease less risky to them than any of the venereal diseases they're willing to take a chance with. That is absurd. This girl thinks she's immune to COVID because the media has convinced us that if you step outside without a mask, you're liable to catch COVID instantly. In reality, after a year, only about a third of the country has caught the virus, and that rate doesn't vary much between states regardless of restrictions. The chance of getting COVID from any given interaction is just extremely low. So when this girl says if you're trying to have a good time, you should come no matter what. That makes sense. If you're trying to have a good time, just come no matter what. Now it makes sense. She is expressing a risk preference. A more nuanced expression might be, if you want to live your life, you must accept some level of risk no matter what. Counterpoint, she was not expressing a risk preference. If you're trying to have a good time, just come no matter what. She did not do a cost-benefit analysis prior to that interview. Um, But acting like you're immune to the (laughs) coronavirus is because you're practically... You practically have no chance of getting the coronavirus. Right. That's why you would act that way, because it's it's more or less true. Because it's true. K-O-P-P-B-D, keep on partying, pandemic be damned. That's uh, Kevin in Placerville. Always interesting. Thanks, Kevin. Oh, yeah. The things that can happen to you on spring break, dying of the coronavirus is uh, is down the list of dangerous things that are going to happen. You know, I can't be the only guy. In fact, I know I'm not the only guy. I'm not the only guy in the room who hears that woman's tone of voice, that girl. She's probably a girl. Well, I don't know. She's got to be 18 plus. But I hear that tone of voice, and it reminds me of yesteryear when I would run into women with that tone of voice, and good times always followed. Yeah. If you're trying to have a good time, just come no matter what. Uh, that's that's the spirit of youth right there in that voice. Definition of bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Because you can't get you can't get that feeling without being around somebody with that, and you have to be that age. And I, if I'm around people that age, I'm a weirdo. So you know, I disagree. I'm gonna you know unbutton my shirt. I'm gonna throw on a pinky ring. You know, uh, dye my hair and uh, spend and a couple of weeks in a tanning booth. A couple of weeks at least, <laughs> and then I'm gonna go party with those kids. They'll think I'm 22. Get an ankle t- tattoo. Oh, yeah, yeah. The dolphin, because you really love dolphins? Oh, I totally love dolphins, and maybe a sea turtle. (laughs) And a rainbow, because I'm, you know, I don't know. I like rainbows. Memorize the names of a couple of bands that you think are hip, but are actually, like, uh, 10 years old. (laughs) Jane Smokers, am I right? (laughs) I'm so bad at that. It's like, Sean, another example. I texted this to Joe. I was playing this Weezer song, and I consider, because I'm old, uh, Weezer, like kind of a cool, hip young band. And the particular song I was listening to was 20 full years old. <laughs> 20. So if you'd have been saying that to me, you know, when I was in my 20s, that would have been a song from when I was, you know, when I was born. It would have been a really old song. You know, I was thinking about that the other day and how we'll occasionally make comparisons of like, uh, all right, so when I was really like crazy, insanely into rock and roll, would have been i mean i still am kind of but um uh early 80s okay so a 30 year old song in 1983 would have been from 1953 my dad was a sophomore in high school it would have been doris day 
or uh, you know uh, what's a, what's his name, the Velvet Fog, uh, one of those crooners, Mel Torme is the Velvet. Mel Torme. That's right, yeah, wonderful singer. Nice poll uh, there, Sean. T- Tony, Shout out to Seinfeld, uh, Tony Bennett, you know something like that. Uh-huh. And but in 1983, I mean, it was post Beatles, post Hendrix, post metal, post disco, punk, into new wave and the rest of it. Um, and it, just the amount of musical change had been enormous. But from 25 years ago, when Weezer put out, I think, their first album, roughly, or 20 years ago, uh, to now, if you were to play Weezer now as new music, people go, good tune. And if you were to play Weezer 20 years before it was recorded, people would say, oh, that's a good tune. There's been a consistency in, especially like rock music, Mm -hmm. there are changes around the edges of it, but it's not like Mel Torme to, uh, you know, the Cars, Right. Yeah, that's true. A lot more continuity. Mm. Anyway, these are the things I think about when I should be thinking about things I should be thinking about. So get yourself tan, grab your Weezer CD, comb up my chest hair, head down to the spring break. Hell yeah. See how you do. If you're trying to have a good time, just come no matter what. That's my plan, darling. That's my plan. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. The guys, uh, all the guys, even us guys, we all work together and we, we got a tremendous number of uh, sound bites and clips and stuff from the news and in the world. And sometimes we don't get to them all and some of them are really good. But then, you know, a new crop comes in tomorrow and then we just, we never get to one all. And so I remember we did this once or twice for the One More Thing podcast where we just play the sound that we wish we would have gotten to, but I can't remember. I think we came up with a clever name. That wasn't good enough for the show. <laughs> no, that's my point. It was. It just didn't fit in. How do you like this? Cleaning out the sound fridge. Absolutely. Gross. No? Might give you salmonella. <laughs> you think it's edible. Your wife thinks it's not. You argue a little yeah, bit. I Sean, I know this is a ridiculous thing to ask you to do, Sean. Uh-huh. But if you happen to remember today, send me a text saying, remember my eggs. Speaking of cleaning out the fridge, because I have farm fresh eggs, an entire dozen to bring into Sean. Oh, I'm going to have the biggest farm fresh omelet this weekend. (laughs) And by the way, eggs, I didn't know this till my wife told me yesterday. When you get an egg at the store, it is it was probably laid minimum a month ago. Okay. Yeah, me too. Oh, yes, now. So the fact that these eggs were laid over the weekend and I haven't brought them to you by Wednesday is not even close to... uh, At least somebody was. Same joke. (laughs) (laughs) It's a revisit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so they're still very, very farm fresh eggs. I, I look forward uh, to it yeah. because the colors of farm fresh eggs are so different than yeah. what I crack. I don't know. We the people on this farm. I'm not sure where the change happens, but the it, it's 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 like a Dr. Seuss coloring when you yeah. when you crack open a fresh egg. Well, the outside is different. It's brown, mm-hmm. you know, a kind of kind of a really dark color, and then the inside, the yolk is so Whoa, bright. Put on sunglasses yeah. for that. The yolk is white. What? Yeah, the yolk is so bright, bright yellow. Oh, bright! You said. Yeah. Oh, I see. Um, and a buddy of mine who has chickens explained this to me, and I had no idea as, as a suburban guy, um, that if you don't wash the eggs, they'll keep like for a very long time. Yeah, there's a natural barrier on there that uh, that keeps them preserved for 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 yeah. So you can keep them like even for... un unrefrigerated, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. You can just keep them on the counter in a bowl really? for a, for for weeks. 
as long as you don't wash yeah. them off. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. Learn something new every day. Anyway, let's clean out the sound fridge. Is it like <laughs> good, Michael. That's really good. Now go ahead, roll clip number one we didn't get to. They're able to positively identify that person as a suspect. And also we're able to place her at the scene with Cheeto residue all on her teeth and face. That Cheetos bag and water bottle were not theirs, and they think she probably dropped it trying to get out of the window. I think we still would have got her without the Cheetos, but the Cheetos is what nailed the deal. <laughs> so what happened there, so, Michael? Uh, yeah, somebody burglarized a home, and they uh, ate Cheetos while they were there, you know, and left the evidence. And apparently when they found her, she... Uh, had Cheeto residue in her teeth as well. So I'm always uh, uh, amused and kind of horrified by the people who break into people's homes and then like eat stuff out of their fridge while they're there. I was hungry. Weird. For Cheetos. <laughs> Is the Cheeto uh, the smooth about... round one or the one with the little bumps? Well, you get your puffy Cheetos and then you get your crunchy Cheetos, right? Oh, there are two different kinds of Cheetos? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Talking to a casual over here. <laughs> <laughs> A Frito is a completely yeah. different thing. A Cheeto noob, please. Uh, give me clip number four there, Shawnee. What are you doing? Huh? What are you doing? We find the plane. What are you doing? Oh, my God. I don't feel safe, too. Tell me what's going on. Nobody on this What was that? That sounded like something on a plane and a mask. What the hell happened? <laughs> Woman got kicked off a plane because she wasn't wearing a mask, and she made a big scene. And and then are, she said, you're just doing this because, because I'm, I'm white? white. Yeah. And, and everybody people cheered. cheered because they're, what are they? <laughs> well, I guess there was different races <laughs> they on the are plane, against so. her. They're against, they are against her. They're anti-her. Yeah. Okay. Right. They're just cheering. I don't care why you're getting kicked off. Just get off. Why didn't she wear, a, ma- wear a mask on the plane? Just do it. If they tell you you got uh, to, just put it on. Just put it on and just, you know, start scrolling through your phone. Or start up your own aircraft company. Then you can not have mask rules on yours and you can fly around. <laughs> sure, or drive. Anything else you see on the list you want to hear? As we clean out the sound fridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Sean was talking the other day about, so he went and got a COVID test and... It came back that he doesn't have nose or anus. I, I did not go to China for my test. It was uh, it was the the nasal yeah, that was, version. That was your mistake. It came back that you don't have COVID, but and while that's good news, you're a little disappointed that oh, I my back pain is just oh, so this is self induced, huh? This is just time <laughs> reminding me. I when I quit drinking, that was the, uh, the, the 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 biggest bummer. Oh, you mean a lot of the hangovers is because I eat crap and stay up too late. Oh, so mm. all the hangover wasn't the booze. Some of it is just my life, my continuing lifestyle and age and being a human. I was kind of hoping that all that bad stuff would go away, but no, no, no. If you stay up late and eat a bunch of crap and you're over a certain age, you will get up in the morning and feel pretty bad. No matter yeah. what. There's just yeah. no getting around it. I just think it's funny that Sean has uh, made the transition from the I can sleep anywhere, anytime, and feel no after effects to the, wow, I slept in, on my couch and I got a crick in my neck. Yeah, it's I'm a sure comfy couch, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's just Forget pillow it. angle or what. <laughs> 
college kid, you can drape yourself over a tree limb like a monkey, and you'll maybe be a little sli- stiff in the morning, but you feel great by noon. Oh, backseat of a car. Your head's all pinned up, your feet, whatever, whatever. That's fine. <laughs> I remember being with this dude one time. I don't know what happened. I don't, I don't remember what the driver. The driver was nowhere to be seen. It was me and another guy woke up in this car. Well, he was still asleep. It's very sunny out at the point that I wake up. Um, oh. Uh, this is after a, uh, a night of uh, frivolity. So wake up. I'm in the back seat of this car. There's a dude in the front seat, and the guy, the other guy's gone. And I thought, I'm, I'm walking back to my house. So I open the door. I start walking. <laughs> I walk by, <laughs> and it says, uh, Russell County Library. I'm not in my town. I have no idea where I am. So I went back to the car. Went back to sleep. <laughs> well, that was a hell of a reaction to that piece of news. <laughs> I can't walk Hello. back to my house. This is a different town than I thought I was in by a, by a long way. Apparently, I know the driver and can depend on him probably for a ride. He brought me here. <laughs> Why are we here? I don't know. <laughs> Was it a good time? uh, Probably. uh, Driver ever reappear? I think at some point he got his car. I don't know. That was not my concern at the time. I needed a greasy sandwich and some more sleep. Oh, oh boy. Unfortunate. Armstrong and Getty. 